Hi, Cam. <laughs> Hi, Jen. How are you? Um, Russell Bear, celebrity uh, photographer. Amazing, I'm, I'm, right? I'm really, yeah. I love him. I know. He's just. I know, a wealth of knowledge. A wealth of knowledge and just the, the, the coolest, best human. The coolest. I love him. Tell me something you did. Tell me something you did recently. Oh, okay. Well, what have you been up to? I, um, I walk around my neighborhood uh-huh. sometimes <laughs> yeah it's really exciting and um I need better than that uh <laughs> I find yeah. street art oh, LA street art LA so street art. I was walking down the street mm-hmm. so there's a point to the story okay. okay and I looked to my left and there was like a graffiti on this um mailbox mm-hmm. and it said um your feelings are are real and sometimes emotions are hard mm-hmm. and I was like well thank you for that mm-hmm. validation mailbox and mm-hmm. then I kept walking and I looked down at the, the sidewalk and there was another graffiti and it said you're so pretty and I was wow. like oh, thanks it was again really speaking to you yeah and you know there's so much of that in LA I love mm-hmm. it this mm-hmm. is street art mm-hmm. you like you look down street art you look that's to the side a, also therapy mm-hmm. so it saves you some money it's very LA I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How old were you when you moved to L.A.? Ooh, um, I was 23. And did you know anybody here? I did. I knew a bunch of people vaguely who I had names of lists, and I had one friend who was uh, an actor who was living in an apartment, so I, I had him to call as soon as I got here. Cool. Did, how much money did you have when you first got here? Well, ish. I had $1,000 because I came from New York, uh-huh. and I thought that would last me forever. <laughs> I thought I was like, I'm good to go. I'll just move there with all this money. Where did you live when you first got to L.A.? I rented an apartment over the phone. I was living in New York, going to acting school, schlepping away, and I was paying $900 for a one-bedroom in a place that had six bedrooms. And then I had heard from a friend that I could get this apartment in Brentwood for $800 with a one-bedroom, and I was going to split it with a friend of mine for $400 each. I booked it on the phone. And moved there and had my first apartment for half wow. of almost what I was paying for one little room in New York. Wow. What was your first job when you came to L.A.? Industry or otherwise. Well, I, you know, I hadn't been here that long and I was struggling away trying to get seen and noticed as an actor. And I got on the set of The Doors. It was uh, Oliver oh, Stone's. Yeah, I remember that movie. Remember that movie? Yeah. And I got on the set and they, they had this huge cattle call. And they wanted like kind of types of people that looked like they were around in the 60s. And I found this amazing costume. I looked like a little beetle. I had my hair down and sunglasses. And I stood in line at some huge open call in Hollywood. And I got picked to be one of the people in the movie. And then I got, but I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And then I got on the set and they gave me a line. And I, wow. I was dying. I mean, it was a big film. It was Oliver Stone. It was everything. Yeah, that was, was a huge movie. Yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. What was your first impression of L.A. when you got here? I thought it was so fake. <laughs> I, I could not fit because I moved out here in January and, you know, I'd come from New York wearing my coat and we used to work so hard just to make it to the subway there. <laughs> you know, you'd have your pea coat on and your hat and your, your playbooks with you and you'd schlep to school thinking this was, you know, really doing it. And all of a sudden here I was in January and everybody was in like shorts, T-shirts and it was sunny and everybody was pretty here. And I was like, <laughs> this can't be happening. How many years of living in L.A. did it take you until you really felt like this was your home? Well, you know, I, I came here with very little, and I kept thinking the whole time when I first moved here I was going to leave, because when I, my first year, just, I just kept thinking this was so temporary, and I really have to go. 
because none of this is real. It's just a bunch of pretty fake people. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not fitting in. So I, I, when I finally committed to being here, it was after a whole year. And then after living here for five years, on my sixth year, I bought a house because my career finally started taking off as a photographer when I finally started to really settle into that part of my career. Then it felt like home. So it was six years, Yeah, believe That's, it or not. We hear, we hear yeah. that. We hear That's, that a lot. Yeah. And if you had to sum up LA in one word, what would that one word be? Opportunity. Oh my mm. God! That's we heard Does that yesterday. Somebody yeah. else say that yesterday. Yeah. I love that. I love, I it love too. that you both Twice, said that. Yeah. Wow. Twice in two days. That's really cool. Because it's true. Yeah. There's just so much opportunity here. So I mean, true. it's yeah. it's it's the blessing and the curse. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for actors when you first come here because. You can see it all. It's like if you come here to try to be an actor or whatever you came here to be, yeah. it's right in front of you. You're like, okay, I'm at the restaurant. Isn't that Drew Barrymore right there? Oh, my God. <laughs> she is so cool. Oh, my God, that's the director of the movie. And yeah. I, you know, But yet you're just sitting over here yeah. and you know what's around you. So that's the fr- frustrating part. And then the great part is when you have the opportunity, you can actually do these things that you wanted to do. Today, for everyone, so that you know, we're talking to celebrity photographer Russell Bear. Yeah. So excited to have so him here. Excited. And we I also think... have Coda here. Oh, and oh yeah, Coda. Always. The beautiful golden retriever. If you if hear you... panting, it's not Camille. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. Actually, Coda has a liking to Jen. Yeah, she's yeah. now. She's, I'm she's trying to bring right her over here. to me, but she's not coming. She's, she's a beautiful always trying to be little discovered. Santa Monica puppy that we're enjoying <laughs> so much. So that's, that's the, that's, if you hear any doggy noises, that's what it is. That's what we're enjoying. So anyway. So, so okay. Yeah. So I think the first question that I'd love to ask you is, what is a celebrity photographer? What does that entail? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's kind of interesting because really the definition is, is if one of the most primary things that you shoot as a photographer is celebrities, well-known people, and those are the pictures that are sort of published in magazines and around, it kind of gives you the name of a celebrity photographer. So it just is kind of the clientele that you have to sort of you know, list as who it is you've been working with, you know. So, yeah. like, for example, I just had done Kaylee Cuoco okay. from Big Bang Theory, yeah. Yeah. you know, and so that's she's like, fantastic. I mean, she's big for TV, the yeah. highest paid actress on television. Highest paid actress on TV? I'm like, you go, girl. You, I, right? Thank you. Just you give me one girl. episode. It's all I want. <laughs> and I'll retire. Um, you know, so I've worked with pretty much... And Michael you know, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, who I yes. Love. Did you one of my shoot favorites. her going back to Kaylee? Yeah. Did you shoot her? Did I say her name right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you shoot her for um, a, like a cover or a? Yeah, that? she's promoting. Uh, she has this huge new charity that she's promoting, and we she's a huge equestrian, so she loves oh, horses. That's so cool. we went to the stable and did this big photo shoot with her um, at her stable, oh, where wow. she had all these gorgeous horses, and she's her big passion is animals. She's like a big rescuer, so oh, we did a campaign like promotion really with awesome. Pawworks and. That's who she works with. And it was really kind of amazing. She was so nice. Oh, my gosh. Does she contact you or is it? No, I was hired by the company. They were like, we want a celebrity shooter to come in. Because I'm I'm known to be kind of fast as a photographer, which Mm -hmm. is what makes you kind of popular with a lot of celebrities. Because Mm -hmm. 
nobody if you're new you don't mind shooting pictures all day or if you're Paris Hilton you, right. you'll stay there all day <laughs> but sorry but if you're you know if you've been around you kind of want to get in and get out yeah. and so a lot of my you know clients like the Roseannes of the world they like you because you shoot fast and you can get what they want and they don't have to wait all day so yeah. they like me because I can get these you know photos done and, and get out of there yeah no, that's cool it is really that makes cool. a lot of sense yeah. of course of course they don't want to be there all day or be mm-hmm. anywhere all day I mean no. right now, I guess what I what I'm I'm excited to talk to you for so many reasons today, um, but one of them is I just really love sort of the movement in in your career, mm. how it unfolded, because yeah. you actually came here to be an actor, and then you when you were starting photography, you started with mostly headshots, right, and yeah. then you you morphed into kind of focusing more on celebrity. Yeah, it's, well, what happened was is you know I'd, I'd gone to New York to study. And acting. I, yeah, study mm-hmm. acting in New York, and I really, you know, learned the hard ropes there. And then when I came out to Los Angeles, I thought it was going to be all nice and breezy and easy. <laughs> and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> it ended up another lesson in hard knocks. <laughs> so when I got out here, you know, thinking that it would be just a matter of time before I got my first series, um, things did not quite turn out like that. The agent that I had closed its office. That The agent that brought me out here closed their doors and left. Wow, which was who? They, got, they were from Harder Manning in New okay. York. Do you remember them from yeah, years ago? Yeah, sure I and do. And they had one yeah. of their agents open an office here. I, I, I asked because I thought you might say J. Michael Bloom because that was Well, a yeah, famous... but he lasted a lot. You know, he, Michael, he, those guys yeah. lasted a lot longer yeah. than this one did. Yeah. But they, <laughs> yeah, anyway. they, they were in over their heads and apparently so <laughs> yeah. was I. Yeah. So that's, everything started falling kind of around me. Um, so it just, you know, I decided that, what was the question again? Help me. Oh, <laughs> the transition, I, like you right. went so, from that to... And, and, yeah. and the interesting thing about the beginning of my career as an actress, I knew a lot of people who I would meet friends-wise who kind of became famous. Like, true story, the one guy that I knew from Vancouver who was a friend of mine, he had a roommate. So I was, you know, staying on their couch a little bit when I was first trying to figure out, you know, if I was leaving after I'd been here. Um, and his roommate was Brad Pitt. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, and he wasn't famous yet. He'd been on Dallas, and he'd done a couple other little, you know, pilots and things. And he was the roommate. And I was like, dude, why is that guy so freaking good looking? <laughs> and, he, and he was in, his pictures were in, like, magazines why already. Why is he so good Yeah, looking? you couldn't look at him for a long period of time because you were like, whoa. You're and he's so weird. It, yeah, <laughs> it was. And I remember, like, I would see girls turn red. This one friend of yeah, mine, I remember her sure. talking to him, and I was like, why do you keep turning red when you look at him? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. So, but he was he had already been in magazines. So, you know, and I was a competitive little actor. Was board. he a model? No, he was just, they put him in Teen Beat. Yeah. Just because, you know, they would, you know how sometimes you didn't know who everybody was? They'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. You know, little heart, do you love Brad? <laughs> yeah. You know, but I couldn't figure out why he was already in these things, but... He, the other guy who I was there actually staying with, he was the one who was working at the time. He'd gotten some big movies, and I knew him from Canada. So they were like people that I was kind of getting around early were people who slowly started becoming famous. Jason Prusey was another one who I was friends with in the early days, and mm-hmm. I would kind of run into Polly Shore. I kind of kept mm-hmm. meeting these people that were sort of all up and coming, and then in, through acting class, I started meeting more actors. So I had so many actors that were friends of mine. And I had always played around with photography as a kid. I was one of those guys who just like would practice with Sports Illustrated and take pictures. So with all these friends of mine who are actors, I had this idea after being out here for a few years, well, let me take your pictures. That was really expensive. I have a really good camera. I can fake a headshot. Right. right. So I literally did that with one or two people and my phone number started circulating. And I still remember my phone ringing and someone saying, hi, you know, is this Russell? And I was like, yeah. 
they're like, can you tell me how much you charge? Oh my and I God. remember going, for what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Um, how much do I charge for uh, photos? Uh, I charge, you know, and I just flew by the seat of my pants. So my name, I, I just was good at taking photos. So my name circulated and pretty soon I was shooting everybody's headshots, including like a young Ben Affleck, a young Eva Longoria. I mean, there's people, you know, young John Hamm. I mean, the people that I like worked with wow. in the early days, you know, I always thought it was so amazing watching their, you know, meteoric rise for some of them. So that's how my photography career came to me. I have so many questions about everything you just said. <laughs> I know. It was so great. But my, my initial question is, were you surprised by the people who had success versus maybe those who didn't? In other words, when you met like John Hamm or Eva Longoria or, you know, were you like, oh, that person's going places? Or was it kind of like everybody was interesting in their own way and, oh, wow, that person made it, that person didn't, you know? It, you know, it was interesting. I, I always could see it, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Um, there was a couple that really shocked me into how big it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yes, there was usually something special mm-hmm. about the people that I, I, I was, ne- you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she mm-hmm. blew up in front of my very eyes with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but she had this amazing confidence and she was always so interesting. Um, you know, Ben Affleck had this ease about him that he just wasn't, there was no rush, but he, he had this, you know, very sort of laid back quality. But I remember all of them being somebody who I could see it. They just had that little something about them that was like, I think I could really see these people going places. The, the difference with those cool. specific ones was yeah. they stayed. Like I had, I've shot a zillion of people who had their five minutes, you know, blew yeah. up, had a series, got a couple of movies, and now nobody would know who they are because they kind of disappeared. But the ones that stayed... Um, there was something, yeah, I have to say there was something about those specific people that I literally, you know, knew something was up. I didn't know that they would, you know, be winning an Oscar, like, you know, Ben Affleck that same year won an, you know, won an Oscar. I had my jaw on the floor watching TV going, how, what? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, it was, it was amazing seeing it, seeing that. Well, I'd I, lo- oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I'd love to try to kind of, cause I think if I was listening to this right now and he, and I, this is what I'm thinking anyway, I'd, I'd be thinking, well, what is that thing? Because I want to see know. if I have that thing <laughs> to try to, you know. I want to so, know if I have it. Yeah. Come and on, if people. I don't, can I, can I try to have it or can yeah. I figure out? Russell, it, can it you meet could, everybody that comes yeah, our way and say, no, but yes, it sounds like no, the thing yes. you're describing in both of the examples you gave, they both kind of sound like confidence. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the things I wished I would have known. And, and Tell us. That's what we really want. It's really tough because he, there is a lot of reasons that people have confidence. Now, I'm not going to lie. Sarah, Ben Affleck, some of these people, even though they hadn't had their big break, they had big agents at the time mm. who, were, who saw what I saw. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. a lot of these people, you know, there was not that many that just kind of wandered down the street, got an open, an open call and got the huge role. A lot of them kind of had people watching them along the way. Um, but what these guys, and which may have contributed to a little more of their confidence, knowing mm-hmm. that they would have another audition. Mm-hmm. But I think what these guys all understood was that when they went to the audition process and when they were in front of people, they, they would be themselves in a way that showed you that what they had as themselves was what you were interested in. Mm. I didn't have that as an actor. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have that as, I have it as a photographer, but I did not as an actor have that thing where I believed in myself enough to think I was interesting I just thought, oh, they want me to be like a young this or be like yeah. that. And I would go in and probably be okay. 
but never did they go, wow, he was a great guy because I couldn't show myself. Yes. And I that's, know, know you know, exactly. you, don't you? Yeah. I mean, we've I all done exactly it. What you, mean. You, you went in and you, you know, I, and I tell this to actors now, they say, well, what? And I said, you go in, you're prepared, you've got your scenes ready, you read your script and you cast director or the director says, are you ready? And do you have any questions? And you go, no, no, I'm, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Are you ready for page 14? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you read it and you did a pretty good job and they say, thank you. And they go, he was good. Yeah. But the next guy comes in. And he says, they say, do you have any questions? He says, yeah, I do have a question. Page 14, where it says she walks to the door. I don't understand what that means. Why would she be going to the... In the right. And all of a sudden, you're engaged with the people in the room. Yeah. And you have this thing. And they're like, I liked him. He, he had this quality. And what that is, is the difference between saying what you offer is enough and different enough that you're going to be able to deliver what they're looking for as opposed to fitting into that perfect box of what's the cool thing on the CW right now or what's the cool, whatever the genre yeah. is that you're doing. Yeah. I, I really love that. And we've heard that a lot, which is really interesting. From different, that, from different people in different mm. yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. They, they talk a lot about that point where they finally realized yes. they had to just bring themselves. And, um, and, ca- and, and casting directors talk about wanting, wanting people to yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really... What I and I'm interesting to hear your take on this because I think I think that is the most challenging thing for a new actor coming to LA where you you're sort of you arrive here and there's an energy to the place that's just like this frenetic kind of crazy dream filled energy where you're like what the fuck is mm-hmm. going yeah, on right. I know you know that it's yes. it's a, it's an energy and you yes. leave LA and it, it, the energy's not it's there and you come back and it's, here. it's so yeah. true you know? yeah. so how do you like start I mean because I feel like I'm starting to realize that like now and doing these podcasts is helping me so much more like understand Mm -hmm. who you are is so special and so important Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think a lot of it too because I saw the difference because interestingly enough when I became a photographer I was in the room with all of those people that I couldn't get in the room with as an actor and Uh I was on a different level with them so you know I had all I was with all the agents and publicists and managers and Mm -hmm. and magazines and stuff and I I I had this thing about photography. I just, I, I knew I was good. Mm-hmm. And I could never say that as an actor. I, even I, I might have been good, but mm-hmm. I couldn't, I just didn't believe in that. So yeah. I would sit there and, and be that person who just couldn't sell that part of myself. When I went as a photographer, I, I said, here's my pictures. This is what I did with so-and-so. They say, oh, you're great. And I got every, I think I got, I would say 99.9% of the jobs because back then, before the internet, you went to meet people face to face. And I had that confidence as a photographer. Mm-hmm. I know that I never had that as an actor. And why, why do you think? You know, so I, interesting. You, it's, it's a tough one because youth, you know, youth is a tough thing. But yeah. then I've seen people like, you know, I stood next to Brad Pitt and Jason Priestley back in the early days and listened to their audition stories, and it was a whole different thing. Yeah. Be, they just had this confidence. They'd yeah. be like, dude, I killed it. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, well, I think I, uh, yeah. I, think I stepped on an ant before I walked in and <laughs> forgot one of my lines, but I think I did okay. Yeah, come on. You know, they just had that quality. They walked in the door thinking, you guys need me. Yeah. And they, they delivered that. Yeah. And that was the thing. I'd love to go back to one thing you said, because I'm so curious when you said when you were a kid and you you said something about Sports Illustrated. Yeah. What did did you do? Well, when I was a kid, I would look at Sports Illustrated magazine and I knew I I, I wanted to take those kind of pictures. So I I looked at what I, and I said, I want to do this one day. And before I got tripped up in acting, I I, I was looking at that stuff and, and I was a little kid and I would play with photography. And when I was in high school, I would take these 
girls, you know, and, and reproduce the photos in, in Sports Illustrated. So like the, the swimsuit <laughs> yes. issue? Okay. The swimsuit so issue. So not like the football and no, golf. Uh-uh. Okay. No. So you look at the like beauty shots. Yes. And think I I want to make people look beautiful. Do that. Yes. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. Like a kid like Yes. 10, 10 11, 12, <gasps> I would grab the magazines. Oh yeah. So this was like a calling. I mean, this was this was well, this is what is interesting because, you know, who you are. Every, right. And, yeah. and acting got me there. And this is what I always say, because when I, when they ask you for young actors, they say, I want to come to LA. What advice would you give me? And I say, I, I always say, go after your dream. If your acting is your dream, go after it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't walk away from that, but be open to something mm-hmm. else that could come. If doors open, don't be afraid to go through. It doesn't mean you have to turn your back on acting, but if something else comes along better, that's how I became a photographer. I studied with Sanford Meisner. I studied with Uta Hagen. I went to, you know, the playhouse. I did all those steps, but had I not decided to start taking photos and if I kept my mind saying, I'm only going to be an actor Mm -hmm. because I did have friends who wouldn't leave the restaurant or the bar. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, Oh, this guy wants me to come and work on the film as this and that, but no way, man, I'm going to be an actor. And, you know, I'm going to stay here at the bar until my, I get my big break. Yeah. They wouldn't take those chances and it kind of wrecked their careers. And, you know, in the making, and I would always tell act people, if you're coming here, go for it. But if you find something else that you like, that you might find something you like better, let, let that door open and go in there. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that so much because we talk about that in terms of LA. Like one of the special qualities of LA is that it is a place where you come for a dream and a dream can change Yeah, mm-hmm. and it can That's... be a new dream. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an important thing just, you know, to be open to because Ugh, at different yeah. parts of your life, you want different things and yeah. it's okay that it changes. Yeah. I also think it's important to not have shame about it. Like yeah. I remember when, yeah. you know, I came in my early twenties, I remember hitting like close to 30 and, you know, some of my friends at that time were stopping acting and going doing other things. I remember I had a lot of friends that went into psychology because mm-hmm. I think actors a lot of times, yes. you know, were fascinated by like why they were people do what they themselves. do. They're always in therapy, yeah. right? Um, or different facets. Like I had friends that became casting directors or producers or whatever. And I think for some people, there was some shame in it. Like I've I've talked about this dream. I've told my family and my friends back home I'm going to do this dream. I can't quit. That's embarrassing, you know. But but I love what you're saying. Like, yeah. it's okay because mm-hmm. it might mean it's like something better, and and it leads you to something. It, it yeah. does, and I and I and I can't, you know, I, I can't, I'm a spokesperson for that. You know, I did not go to school to become a photographer. Mm-hmm. You know, people will be like, "Oh, where did you study photography?" And I'd be like, um, "Neighborhood Playhouse, Sanford Meisner." <laughs> Oh, oh, well, who's acting, you know, and it, it really was got what, what, what was the thing that got me there. And the difference is, is nobody was encouraging me to be a photographer when I was a kid because that wasn't an option. You know, mm-hmm. you, I grew up in a small town and in mm-hmm. those days, nobody flew to Hollywood and became a photographer, mm-hmm. let alone an actor. So, you know, I, I just held on to something that I was good at. And when I realized, wow, and I had a built-in audience from my acting, right? you know, it's yeah. one of the, you, you know, that's why I say if casting comes up, you have, you know, you know, a big thing of, of actors already. If, if you get a producing bug or anything, your clientele can be the people that you've, you know, you built in the stable around yeah. you. Yeah. I also, I th- there's another part of this story that I'd love for you to share in that uh, when you first came here, you wanted, like, one of your big dreams as an actor was to do soaps. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So I think you know the story that I'm talking about. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So you- well, you know, it's, it is. It's fascinating. And I remember literally having this epiphany. 
you know, I've had so many reincarnations after becoming a photographer, you know, so many different areas of this business. You know, I ended up on, <laughs> after shooting, I ended up on reality TV for a while. I was on America's Next Top Model, and I did a oh series gosh, on really? E! called Fight for Fame. You know, where I was, I was always like the photographer who was, you know, helping these people find their dreams on these, you know, reality right. shows or <laughs> torturing models on Top Model or something. <laughs> so I had uh, got this call from CBS about they wanted me to maybe come in for Young and the Restless and play myself. Um, just a little mini episode where, you know, one of the actresses on the show, who I was, I, someone who I shot on a regular basis. Play yourself as a photographer. Yes, and, you uh-huh. know, to come in there and do this episode where all of a sudden, you know, the girl was becoming a model and I was going to be this little, you know, photographer who <laughs> they were going to walk in the studio and I just had to make up my lines like, beautiful Sharon, put your chin down. <laughs> Add more sun. Give me more light behind her. Great. Perfect. I think we have it. And so I was like, yeah, I want to do this because my sister was a huge soap fan and I was going to just surprise her and pop up on the show. Uh-huh. So I thought this was going to be so fun and I could play myself and it wasn't acting. It was just kind of, so I went over to CBS, interestingly enough, and I had this amazing meeting with the people there. And as a photographer, so here I was, I brought myself into the room. I wasn't bringing myself in as an actor. I was going in as Russell Bear, the photographer, and I brought my book with me. And we talked, and, you know, I'm, this meeting went on for way too long, but we were having fun because right. I, I brought me to the room. Right, right. So right. we were like, oh, who's this person I shot? Oh, what, what, what was she like? What was this actor like? Oh, is that Rachel Bilson? Yeah. You know, and we would talk right. and, and finish this huge meeting, and they said, just show us how you would do the scene. So I did this little, you know, thing with a, pl- I think I put a plant in the corner and I did this whole thing with like, okay, move the camera there, go ahead and take the shit down. Beautiful. She's got the look, you know? And it was like, and they were like, okay, you can do it. We're done. And so I was like, yay. And I was getting ready to leave and it all went bad. And I saw it happen before my very eyes. They started, the casting director looked over at me and she said, you know, would you do me a favor? And I said, sure. What's that? She said, would you, would you look at this other character for me? And I literally was like, oh, I could feel my personality changing on the spot, going, what do you mean, look at another wow. character? She said, it just seems like a waste to have you on the show for this little thing. And this is something that we could really use you for. We, I'd like to maybe get you something bigger on the show, as if I was some actor. And I, I could feel this, my throat closing up on me. Wow. Thinking to myself, what? I just want, I said, well, what? What about the little thing I was going to do? Could I still do that? She said, no, you would, we'd want to use you for something else. You've got such a great personality. Yeah. It seems like a waste. And I said, yeah, but I'm not an actor. And then she said, yeah, but you used to be. So, you know, let's see. And I, I, I remember walking out the door. And I sat in the waiting room with the script in my hand all of a sudden. And I looked around and I became that actor that I used to be again. Sitting in there auditioning for a role. It was like a flashback. And I was like, this isn't me anymore. It just isn't. And so... I read the script over like twice, walked back into the office, and I'm sure my, if you want to give me a, a scale from one to 10, how my audition was, <laughs> I'm going to give myself a 6.3. <laughs> and uh, they liked it and said, Can you come back at two this afternoon to meet everybody else? And I, I, I walked across the street to the Grove. And, I, you know, the funny thing is, is when I was an actor, I really wanted to be on Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the little casting workshops and try to get, you know, noticed and seen. And it was always like crickets, right, you know, right. after my reading. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Should I come back? <laughs> no, we've got enough. Thank you. Because I can do it again with an accent. No, no. Okay. So I was sitting at the Grove going, this is fascinating. I, I was like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do this. So wow. I called up a friend of mine and said, this is what just happened. How am I going to get out of this? And my friend was like, this is fascinating. And I said, isn't it? 
I go all those years. That's all I ever wanted to do was be on a soap. And now I don't want to do this. And I said, so I called my friend who was the manager at the time who was going to handle the little booking deal. Yeah. She was furious, of course, because she's like, where are my dollars? You know? And she was just a friend of mine who I had known for years in the business. And I said, just get me out of it. And she said, well, why? Let's just get them to throw an offer. I said, I'm not going to do it. I said, tell them I'm doing America's Next Top Model. I just, this isn't me. I don't want, I don't want to do the show. And she was mad. But I walked away going, wow. I, I literally had this, this feeling of like, I'm a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I found what I was meant to do. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. I do. Don't you too. love that story? You know, one of the reasons I love, well, one is that you were so sure in who you yeah. were and what yeah. you're doing. But the other thing is we talk about the time frame as an actor and to mm. think that that was what you had wanted at the beginning of your career. And it actually came to you. Not when you had thought it was going to yeah. come, but it did show yeah. up. Well, law of attraction, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to know, though, well, I mean, I could imagine, and I can think of a lot of reasons, but why Why is it? Why did you say no? Is it because it you didn't like the way it was making you feel? Is it because that lifestyle didn't wasn't appealing to you? Like, was it because you felt like you needed to take a stand in that moment? Like, what was the... It was, it was because I really had established myself in a much different light, and I saw myself so different, and I felt empowered yeah. in, the, in the shoes that I was in. I was, I, I was running my life. I was, I was wearing my own shoes. I was calling the shots. I was directing, in a sense, as an actor. Mm-hmm. I, I'd shot everybody on the show. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? Be this guy that, surprise, I was trying to be an actor all along. But you look beautiful. You know, I was like, what? You know, I mean, they probably wouldn't have cared. But I just saw myself as like, it was giving up your power. It was, it it felt like I was giving up my power. I said, I can't, and it's not that I was going backwards. It's just that I didn't want it anymore. And, you know, when you're a young actor and you come to Hollywood, you, there's nothing you want more. You don't care. Yeah. You're like, I don't care if my if I if I lose all of my privacy. If paparazzi are following me. I love it. Yeah. You know, you think that you want all those things, and people have gotten to those places, and you guys know this. Then they've said, you know, I as much as I love it, there's so many things I wish that maybe I would have thought about. Mm-hmm. And you have to either really own that, or be a part of it, or or love it, or just say I can handle this. And then you. I had spent all this time working with actors and seeing the life of them on such an intimate level. Because as a photographer, you really get to see who somebody is, even if you work with them for a few hours. Yeah. They just, something about the photo shoot session that you just learn so much. Some, sometimes intimate. too much. I'm like, geez, yeah. why would she tell me that? Yeah. I'm like, you know, luckily I don't like talk. hairdresser. But yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> you stuck with who? Where? Yeah. Mm, you know, but so you, you learn so much. And just at that point when that opportunity came up, yeah, I just felt like, it wasn't, it felt, it felt empowering to not want to have to do that. Yeah. And how awesome that you could check in with yourself mm. and recognize mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think that's uh, a hard thing to do. You know, I'll, st- I'll never forget it. Walking around the Grove going, where am I? This really what happened. What age-ish were you? Were you 20s? Were you 30s? Like where, when oh, you. Oh yeah, I was well into my 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wonder if that's a thing that kind of comes more when you. You know, I, that doesn't sound like a 20-something move. No, definitely not. Yeah. I probably would have been like, sure, in my yeah. 20s, no problem. <laughs> well, and I also think when we're in our 20s, we usually, we still kind of think we have to do what other people oh, yeah. tell us to do. Yeah. yeah, and that goes back to that thing you said about people not being willing to give up the dream. Yeah. You know, I met, there were so many actors along the way who quit. Yeah. And 
I could see their feeling like they were disappointing other people. Yes. And I would see that. I had a couple of friends who were like kind of busy actors. And I had this one friend of mine, she was very, she was just done guest stars and was up for a series and she quit. And everybody was so mad at her, but mm-hmm. she was like, this isn't right for me. Mm-hmm. And I, everyone's like, but you're, we think you're going to get a series. She goes, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And it was just where she was at. And that's the other thing too. It's like, if it's, when, if, if it's not who you are when you get there, that can be very scary for people. Yeah. And that's why people all the time say, you know, when they look at people I've shot or worked with and they'll be like, whatever happened to so-and-so as if they just kind of became a has-been. And, and there is some truth to that. Some people burn, you know, they, they get cast for only so long and then nobody wants to use them for whatever reason. It's just the harsh reality of our business. Yeah. Other people, you know, keep reinventing themselves or just are always so good. They keep working. And some people just kind of disappear and people think that those people Something went wrong. Yeah. And there are some people who just kind of didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And that's hard to believe because, you know, people sitting at home are like, how can anybody walk away from the glitz, the glamour, the joy, you know? But there's huge sacrifices that come with it, right? I have a good friend who was on a series for seven years that was a show that centered around her. Mm. So she was, you know, she was there every day, all day for seven years, really. Um, And it's so funny now to talk to her about those seven years, she, she doesn't remember a lot of things that happened in those seven years. So like we, there were like weddings that friends of ours, you know, had or whatever. And when you talk to her about those years, it's, it's like such a vacuum for her. And so I always think like, you know, she, she, she got something where she got to be like this big celebrity and, and still does get to enjoy that to a certain extent. But she also kind of, in a way, lost yeah. Lost something too. Well, you know, they just are those people who are so, ta- you know, when I shoot, you know, now when I shoot people, I can just tell who's tailor made for this business when I yeah. shoot them at a higher level. I'm like, she's so, this, she eats and breathes and loves this. And I can see these other people who have figured it out and they're just moms. At right. the end of the day, I'm like, she is on a series and she runs this thing, but she's just a mom. And that's what's so cool. <laughs> and then there's other yeah. people that you go who are like, this just wasn't, once they got there, it just wasn't, the business part of it wasn't right for them. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, pushed them to be like, I don't, I don't think this is going to, you know, this is going to last for me. Yeah. Because yeah, sustainability is everything, you know, in this It business. sure is, right? Yeah, and you come here and there's, you know, you come here as a creative person who has a love of this art for most of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're hit with two things in LA. You're hit with the business, which yes. you all of a sudden have to navigate. Mm. And then you're also hit with this idea of fame and success. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that all is sort of wrapped into your oh, self-worth. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, as if that yeah. defines who you are. Well, that's are. the other thing too, is, you know, now that I, you know, it's funny because sometimes when I'm at shoots with some of these bigger actors and stuff and I, I kind of think to myself as the shoot's winding up, I'm seeing where their day is going and where mine is. And so wouldn't it be fun if I was off to Ellen or if I was off to, you know, wherever I was off to next to the, you know, to right. the, the, the big premiere or the party or the thing that there is something that's kind of fun about that, but there's also something very freeing about like, well, I got to go walk my dog. So one yeah. time you think we're going to be done, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I'm like, yeah. I get to go home and walk my dog. You know, this person probably doesn't. They've got to watch what numbers show up tomorrow for their movie and how they're going to get to New York for the show That's right. in the morning or you whatever. Go where and their I'm publicist like, tells them to yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, as fabulous as that is, mm-hmm. some big parts of me go, I'm okay. <laughs> and it, you know, I mean, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Work life balance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. a very important. I think that's the other thing too, is I think. You have to get to that point, and this is what happens with every actor. Once they start hitting their stride, once they really start getting somewhere, they get overtaken. And if they can come back around and find the balance, then they go, okay, now I can do this. Right. 
but it's it's that that is a tough part because it's like be careful what you what you wish for. hundred percent. I'm smiling because I hear Coda's tail Coda. wagging over there she on the wings. If you hear a thumb, she's that's so Coda. cute, Coda. Oh yeah. Um, I'm so sad that we're out of no, time. No, but Jen. I know I always Don't. have to be the bearer of bad you news. Are the bearer of bad news. <laughs> but maybe we'll maybe we'll try to get you to do this again with us yeah. sometime because you this are so... a, a wealth of information about about this you know what i think yeah. i think you should do a one-man show i know <laughs> i just have too much material i mean what do i what do i talk you know where, where there's i literally have you know material from a oh to my z God. and I'm, i saw a one-man show once years and years ago and it was a guy who had worked at the playboy mansion mm. and it was fucking awesome because <laughs> yeah. he told like because he had so many stories because he had seen such crazy stuff but I feel like you would have, you know, so many stories in a similar way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have to do a one-man show. That's why it's such a pain for people to, like, watch TV with me or movies. They'll be like, what do you think of this? I'll be like, you know what? It's just bugging me because I know him. Yeah. And he doesn't wash his hands after he goes to the bathroom. It drives me crazy. And they'll be like, That's what? awesome. I'll be like, yeah, sorry. Um, That's hilarious. Can we end with uh, the LAism question? Do you, oh, sure. Do you, okay. What is it? Tell me. So the question is just if there's anything, I know you come from Vancouver, so mm-hmm. those of us that are from somewhere else, if there's anything that you've noticed that is unique to LA, that's just kind of an LA thing. Well, you know, it really is. It's so weird because it's a giant vibe. You know, I, I am from Vancouver originally, and they film so many shows there. Mm-hmm. And every time I go back, I go there to work. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, it's going to be like a little mini L.A. because they film all these CW shows, all these movies, and I'm going to be back there. And it's going to – because I work with as many actors there sometimes as I do mm-hmm. here. And I go there, and it's just not – it's just like a, a regular city that happens to have these jobs. And then I come back to L.A., and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and, and these shows aren't even filming here. And L.A. is just so unique in its own way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you just – the second you leave L.A., you get back in the air in, into the airport, and the, the biggest thing that you just notice is just there's something in the air mm-hmm. yeah. about this city. Yeah. You know, and this has all the cliches that you yeah. can think of, but they're all kind of true. Yeah. You know? Good and bad. It's good and bad, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of here, you know? So I just, like, you know, try to take it in. And the, the thing is, is everybody here says that there's – they argue and say we don't have seasons. <laughs> you know, so in L.A., my favorite LAism is the fact that we we live our seasons, no matter what the temperature is. Uh-huh. You know, like I'll, I'll be like, "What are you wearing shorts? It's the middle of winter." <laughs> you know, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah." You know, meanwhile it's like a super hot, you know, February day. So for me, it's like you know, I've got my leather jacket on in the fall and winter, and then no matter what the temperature is, and then in the summer, you know. So I think that's right. the kind of creation of our of our four seasons. I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that. We do create our seasons for the we most do. part. We do. I, I do. I, yeah, I, I wear a puff seem, jacket, right? For sure. And, and then you see the cold. people, the tourists totally. coming down, and they're with you know they got their little, their khaki shorts on next yeah. to the people who right. live here with their you know winter coats Sweat. on. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. You can tell who you guys are down there at the pier. I know who you You're are. right. You can tell yes, the difference between tourists and people that yes. live here based on that. Because my brother comes and visits from Boston, and he makes fun of me in the winter. He's like, "Why are you wearing such warm clothes?" I'm like, "It's winter." Hello. <laughs> it's freezing in New York. Cold, yeah, but we're in LA. Yeah. Okay. So it's so true. That's a perfect LAism. I love Russell, it. thank you so well, thank much. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my it's been God. So much fun. Thank this you. Is- Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA the podcast. We know you have big actor dreams and we really want to help you. For more insider tips on the LA film and TV industry, go to ispeakla.com and subscribe today. 
And of course, look for us at all the regular places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time.